Hey everybody, welcome in to episode 27 of the Fused Relativity Podcast. Coming at you on Saturday night here in this long Labor Day weekend. Yeah, How's everybody big, big number 27, which nobody celebrates. But come on, 27. <laughs> Might as well start a trend, right? Sure, it's the, I don't know, the nickel anniversary. I don't know. Anyway, go ahead. <laughs> well, Bad Mama Jamma. How's it going tonight? Bad Mama Jamma is doing good. Although I have another um, uh, a moral question I'd like to throw out at the beginning right here. Uh, about two weeks ago, I annihilated an eight-year-old at Uno. And <laughs> uh, you guys are both parents. Uh, basically, I was just getting good cards. You know, if you deal me four draw, two draw fours, you're going down. So was I supposed to throw it? Is it okay to crush an eight-year-old at Uno, basically? Absolutely. Well, it, well, and it, well, it just threw it before you have, in my defense, too, earlier, it was before I had a job. So I actually was talking to the, I've, I knew the eight-year-old since he was three. So we've, we've, we've hung out for five years, more than half his life. And I asked him, what job do you think I could get? And I go, do you think I could be a teacher? And his reply was, you're going to have to know more. So <laughs> I think maybe... Subcon deep down, I was just like, "Oh yeah, I don't. I need to know more. I know about crushing you and Uno." So I think I might have. That's that was the issue I was dealing with. See, what do you guys think as parents? Sounds reasonable. I think an <laughs> an eight year old is pushing the limit. You know, like if it was a five year old, then you're just an asshole. But eight year old, they could might be able to take it a little better. Hey, when can you beat a child? Not not physically, but at a game. When is when is the proper age where you don't have to let them win every time? When when they start beating you consistently. Okay, so then yeah, you have to like up your game. So when they start, yeah, like a, <laughs> you're like I was letting you win. Your kid was like I was letting you win. I felt bad for you. <laughs> <laughs> That's already happening with Delilah. So I'm sorry. well. It's mainly trivia. It's really just game of intelligence and. And not making people vomit with odor, but other than that, you're you're hanging in. So I, so I, I last episode there was no reference to your your funk, so I had to get one early. There, we're on the board. I appreciate that, Kirk. Just getting out of the way. I mean, there's more coming later, but it's good to get the first one out. Yeah. And John, no, I... shut up. Stop talking, John. <laughs> Seriously, zip it. John, how are you this evening? Ah, doing good. Little, uh, are you uh, take it? Do you get to take advantage of the long weekend, or is it just a normal weekend for you? I do get to take advantage of the long weekend, although my stomach just hit me. So, <laughs> All uh, right, well, John might be muted for a minute. <laughs> yeah, I'll be back in just a second. <laughs> okay. Well, Chris, what do you think? Of, I mean, we have Labor Day weekend, but there's no like, what about like C section day? You know what I mean? Is that a thing? If we overlook that, different kind of labor, Kirk. Ah, okay. So now, okay, all right. It's the work kind of labor. Got it. Yes. Uh Labor well, Day. Hey, how was your week? How have you, what are you up to? How you been? Oh, you know, uh, it was a long week of work, and I'm happy to take advantage of the three day weekend. Uh, I always like Labor Day. I usually take the uh, week before. Labor Day off for vacation so that I can 
get that extra long weekend on the back end. But I used up on my vacation with Benjamin's birth this year, so I didn't get to take this week off. And that kind of bummed me out a little bit, but I had three months off, so I can't complain too much. Yeah, you were well rested. And it was, uh, is it paternity leave? That's what they call it? Yes. Okay. Well, I think now it's called uh, bonding leave. Oh, really? I did, I, you know, I've not heard that. Yeah, they call it uh, bonding leave. So, like, you're bonding with the new baby. Right. So, you're not doing steroids with the new baby. That would be very bonding. Come on. Nothing? <laughs> sure. As a baseball fan dad, that was a joke. <laughs> if you don't laugh at that, I'm screwed. Nobody's going to. Okay. Um. In fairness, I you you must uh, I didn't hear the berry part of it, so otherwise oh, that's the whole part. Yeah, without yeah. the berry, yeah, damn it. I would have I would have laughed if I would have heard that, but yeah. Well, we're in space, so sometimes it doesn't travel as well. Sometimes we lose it. Yeah, there's a lot of stuff going on up there, but. Uh... It's funny, you know, we got we're missing John and we're like, hey, where do we go from here? Oh, I'm back. Hey, hey, all right. Did you punch him back? <laughs> okay, okay. <laughs> we were uh we were stalling. It was funny. We're like, uh, what do we do? But we talked about um bonding leave and yeah. So, so yeah, no, I do apologize about that. I have like a fifty fifty chance of reacting to eggs and today was uh one of those 15 percent <laughs> chances <laughs> what so it's not wait you're like you have an allergy to so it's like a flip of the coin sometimes you're fine and sometimes you're yeah like, i re really i don't know what it is but i i haven't for about a two years almost i didn't eat eggs at all because i was having what I thought were reactions to them. So I was like, okay, well, I just won't eat eggs. And then I had breakfast burritos because, you know, there's only a certain amount of time that you can be without a breakfast burrito where you're like, oh, it's delicious. Yeah. yeah. And I was like, okay. So I made myself a breakfast burrito. And I was completely fine. It's like, I, I think it has to do with undercooked yolk or not undercooked, but you know what I mean? When it's runny and not fully solidified. Okay, but so well done. You need it well done. I think so. I'm not 100%. What about egos? Can you eat egos? Egos are fine. Can you eat can you egg a house? Can you <laughs> egg your neighbor's house? Can you do that? Or is that going to break you out too? No, I I just I don't know what it is. <laughs> maybe maybe like a nice egg salad. Could you See, do that? Yeah, I've had egg salads. I've had all of that but, with But why would you? Eggs. <laughs> come on. Ugh. Mayonnaise and ugh. I'm like, come on, let's start a, a movement right now. Egg salad is bullshit. Anybody who's with me? <laughs> I, I like egg salad, Kirk, so you can... Uh... I was going to say, yeah, I make a pretty good uh, deviled egg salad, too. Oh, you guys in your mayo. Ugh. <laughs> <laughs> Are you trying to say we're very white, Kirk? Is yeah, that... you're, as, as, a, as a white per in the cracker community, you guys would be the saltines is what I'm saying. I mean, I have a little bit of a, a cheese. It a Ritz has a little bit. Of... Well, I was going to say, that, <laughs> uh, 
John, I'm going to let you jump in. Uh, last week we talked about UBI or universal basic income, and you said that you had some information that you wanted to pass along and some new numbers. I've got the Let's numbers. I've actually pulled them up and put them out. So it's essentially just the same stuff that I said last week. You know, it would, you know, 7.8 billion or trillion, sorry, for, or 8.5 billion. Ah, I messed up the numbers. Jeez. Um, yeah, 8.5 trillion to give everyone, or everyone over 18 in America, 30 million or $30,000. I'm all over the place with these. And every kid under 18, $10,000. So basically what's in Jeff Bezos' couch cushions, essentially. Yeah. Okay. Um, the thing I forgot and the thing I kind of thought about uh, this week was Social Security. We already pay over a trillion dollars every year towards Social Security. So that's and, – and this doesn't work out quite one-to-one -one because everyone that pays into Social Security, obviously, you wouldn't – you would stop paying into Social Security and you would instead pay into this. But it still affects the, the bottom line of the numbers is that that $1 trillion that's currently going to – Social Security would be switched to the UBI. And the the cost comes out. I don't know what it was. I think I said it was like 40% last week. Um, but the, the new cost would be around 35%, which means that, you know, a single person making 80000 with a wife and two kids after everything would be making a hundred or, you know, the family would be making 132000 Even the the single person just making 80 would still make out with about $2,000 more a year versus without it. And this doesn't factor into some other things that I wanted to do or to calculate into it because when you have universal basic income, you don't need retirement anymore. You know, you're guaranteed to get paid till you're dead. When that single person made out, would they get to third base? <laughs> But because I looked at my own personal stuff and I pay about. Oh, I have to do the math in my head. Hold on. About four hundred dollars a month. So. Forty eight hundred a year just towards retirement. And that's not even including the fact that, you know, uh, I'm not paying into a pension, but the company I work for is paying a pension for me. So there's all of that money as well, all the retirements, all the – now, I think people would still keep a 401 or 403 or, you know, all of that. But companies wouldn't have to pay into necessarily pensions or anything like that. It could just go, you know, more money could potentially be freed up to go into the universal basic income. Because this $30,000 is – a year would be double federal minimum wage. And yeah, but uh, sorry, I'm cutting you off. Oh, no, go the, ahead. Uh, the one thing that I found interesting was I had a few people who watched, like, listened to the podcast last week, and I talked to them about it. And one of the things that came up was if this were to ever come to fruition and we got, uh, you know, paid universal basic income, one of the questions that I had posed was, well, then why would I work? 
you know, well, why wouldn't I, I? Why wouldn't I just sit at home and do nothing? Because you're paying me to sit at home and do nothing. See, I know this because is because you're sound. not you're not making enough money to live. That's why. Well, that's part of it. Yeah, you're you'd be making enough to, you know, potentially live comfortably with food and housing. You're not necessarily going to have a lot of money left over for entertainment or the like. But if you but, have a family, if you have a – you're going to burn through that money. As a single person living by yourself, living a monk-like thing, maybe you could support yourself. But that's like a not fun life. If you throw no. a family into that, there's no possibility. You have to work. And But it deters the fact – or sorry, not deters the fact. All that money you make working, if the money you're getting from the universal basic income is going towards – you know, food, rent, bills, all that, then all that money you're making is purely just for your own use. That'll go directly back into the economy, would go directly back into entertainment. Think well, of how much... It, it, it takes the stress off the, the financial worry of food insecurity. If you're, as a child, worried about that, and your parents are always worried about paying the rent and have unstable living condition... You're not going to do as well as somebody who doesn't have to worry about that kind of stuff. Yeah, it's I, I see the point that they're trying to make. And yes, there will be people that will say, you know what? Screw it. I don't have to work anymore, so I'm not going to. The problem is there's already those people here. There's, there's already people not working. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> so I, when I looked it up, there's only about 180 million out of the 255 million that are actually working at some capacity, be it full-time. And full-time was only like 140 million. So half of Americans over 18 aren't even working full-time. Right, because their, cor their corporation goes, look, if, we, if you're full-time, then we have to give you benefits. If we keep you working at 34 hours a week, we can not give you benefits. So we're going to do that. Well, and it's, it's also, you know, families. Like how many parents – have to stay at home because the cost of childcare is way too high and there's no other way around it. They have to have to stay home or it's going to cost them more than they wouldn't be making. Right. If they went to work, all the money would be going to pay childcare, paying the babysitter. So it's a wash. So why bother? Yeah. So the other thing that I was thinking of, um, cause I, I know that's a big thing of, uh, people just won't work. But there's a large majority of them that will work just to do something. But it 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 changes your mindset. You're not looking for a job that you're going to hate but will make you more money. You're looking for a job you're going to like. like. Right. If the financial pressure is taken off, you're like, what would I actually like doing to you know, be an option? If – this is a bad example because – I do really love my job as it is now, but if I had to choose between my job just for – I don't want to say entertainment purposes, but just for the ability to do a job, I would go back to pushing carts at Walmart because it was a, a minimal, stressful act, you know, job. I had a ton of time to think, and all I did was push carts around. 
you're outside to fresh air. You get a yeah. little exercise. And like, yeah, the mind wandering is a huge thing because I had a couple call center jobs and I called them mind shackles because every 40 seconds somebody knew was buzzing in. So I couldn't, I could never let it drift. But those jobs where you could do that are um, a blessing. Yeah, they're just less stressful when you don't have to focus on something. You know, you just walk out, get carts, put them back. It, it makes it easier. And you can see the, pro- you can see the, you know what I mean? It's not like you're in a, uh, a, a quicken spreadsheet or something, or you're just bouncing computer stuff all day. You can actually physically see your work of like, Oh, I did something. You know what I mean? There is that just to me, there's, there's, I don't know. There's a, a manual. You shut up, Chris. That's what he's <laughs> You know, Chris, uh, you can jump in. I was talking. Yeah. You haven't talked in a while. Come on. Well, it's funny because in my head, I was, telling you guys before the uh before the show i was like let's not spend the whole time talking about uh universal basic income and then john kind of steered me into the into the direction of uh uh, it kind of ties in perfectly of you're saying you like mindless job or you want mindless job but then what happens when those robots start taking all of those mindless jobs where do you go then Right, well, and you're interacting with robots in your in, in the break room. That's what well, you're asking. Well, I, I see where he's going with this. He's talking about when the basic trivial jobs all get automated, because that's absolutely something that will happen. You know, I bet the softball teams will improve greatly because robots will be able to knock it out of the park. <laughs> Go ahead. But I mean, just as simple as cart return. You know, that could all be automated fairly easily. Hell, you could turn the robots into you know, have the robots autonomously drive themselves back to where they need to go. Could you mean, just put something on the actual cart and, you know, like they're just remote control carts. Why? And then yeah, you don't need anybody. Exactly. But there's something that could be created. Now, this is a big hypothetical. When you take care of all or take out all of the the basic trivial jobs, which is something that is obviously coming down the line. What's left? Well, you don't have anything but higher education jobs. And let's face it, even with good education, there's still people that just don't get it. That they just can't wrap their heads around certain subjects. And even then, you're going to have an overflow of people trying to get good jobs or, you know, get these STEM jobs or whatever. And there's still going to be people looking for jobs. The thing that's going to change is, I would imagine, more community outreach would be, would happen. You know, what if jobs opened up where you could log walking around your your neighborhood picking up trash? You know, stuff like that where community improvement could become a, a thing or a job that could be automated but won't. Or even just... I, I, they keep saying that the, the population is aging and the amount of people that are going to be requiring care is, is growing incredibly. Robots can't do some of that. So what is just the idea of paying people a bit more to take care of, take care of the elderly as, because all of their manual labor robot jobs are, are being taken away? It's like... There's a need for taking care of old people. There is a shrinking workforce that is getting 
put out by robots, but they don't have the education or just the skills to do something with computers. So it's like they can they can help the elderly. Like it seems like it's a when it's a problem solution. Well, and that's just it. It not having jobs will open up more opportunities for work. Like like I said, clearing trash or you know, organizing community festival, you know, community events, or even just watching kids. It's stuff that at right now costs a lot because it's required. What if it wasn't the only necessity anymore? Childcare is a big crisis right now. Like that's, we were talking about a lot of women can't go back into the workforce because that that's the reason why they're not going back because they can't afford to, the you know, to uh, pay somebody to watch the kids while they're, you know, making $13 an hour. Well, and that's me and my wife's problem right now. Well, not problem. We've kind of found the solution to it. But because of our odd schedules, if our kids went to regular school, they would not be, you know, there would be times where neither one of us would be available to pick them up. It's better now than it was when this problem first cropped up. But can't they, you just show him home alone and say, figure it out, guys? Well, like, you know, I look, mean, look at him. He's, he's seven. He's, he's figuring it out. You guys can knock it. He, like, how old are they? He's a crafty young kid. He can handle Robert. Right. It'll make it him uh, uh, street smarts and not just book smarts. That's, well, what I'm, that's what I'm pitching to you, the home alone uh, home security system for children. Well, and see, for people our age, that's not that, you know, we view that as not an issue. Because I remember being seven, and I think I've talked about this before on the podcast, but I remember being in elementary school and having to sit outside the school and wait for like a half an hour for someone to come pick me up. I remember walking home. At, yeah. Like, you know, eight, and like I had a key. I had one. <laughs> like I had a keychain with one key. Remember that age? That's the only, you need, the only thing you needed. But well, yeah, like we grew up in a think... small town, Kirk. We never had the doors weren't locked. They yeah. even you don't even need a key. All right. Well, I grew up in the big city of yeah, Phoenix, but um, well, or Glendale. But and but, even yeah, if but kids today, I don't think parents would let a an eight year old walk home for seven blocks or five blocks. Do you, I mean, do you think they would actually let it slide? No. Me and Why Chris, not? they can and, walk. Yeah, me and Chris used to walk, and. Our brother David, we used to walk from our home almost what? It was close to like a mile and a half to the elementary what? school. Yes, somewhere around there. And I, I remember ever, any anything ever happen? Any bad thing ever happened? Yes, we got chased by a bull. Yeah, by a bull. <laughs> All right. Well, I'm on the bull side. The bull is right. But anyway, but you guys are wearing red, and you're bastards. You need no. To it it had <laughs> gotten out of its. It was a path we always took because it was a shortcut. Well, kind of a shortcut. We had to cross train tracks that didn't have a road. But we went down this, and there's just a bull sitting in the middle of the road that had somehow gotten out. I would just like to point out, John, that I was the smart one that said we should jump the fence into where he got out of so that we could successfully (laughs) get around this bull. They're like, no, we could. it'll be fine. I'm like, you guys do what you want. I'm getting on this other side of the fence. Yeah, that's how we got past it i do remember that yeah that bull charged us like a mofo yeah but that was something that wasn't frowned upon back then nowadays absolutely not 
All right, and I, I walked home all the time. And the worst thing that happened one day it rained. It actually rained in Arizona, and we I was walking home, and uh, like a you know a high school kid rode. A, he he he, dr- he was driving his car, and he came close to the curb just to splash me. So I was just like soaking wet. That was the worst thing that happened walking home for years. You See, know what I mean? Boo-hoo, yeah, nothing. I mean, we I've had th- stuff thrown at me from teenagers. You get the, you exa- teenagers are dicks. They do stupid uh, stuff. You can't you can't stop teenagers from being dumbasses. See, and I I don't remember what age I was. Uh, Chris, I I'm sure you we were probably under ten. We would walk to the the local what was it Quickie Mart or Quick Mart something like that. Yeah, I mean we'd gather change, walk down. It was probably close to half a mile from our house, buy candy and walk back. Didn't even need to deal with Bitcoin. Had no idea what Bitcoin was. <laughs> Still we don't. Fine. Still I have think no idea. I think it's – I always picture when they say Bitcoin – I don't think this is right. But I always picture uh, those, those little chocolate coin circles with the gold foil. That's what I picture when they say Bitcoin. Yeah, that's, I that's think pretty that's close. What I, pic- I was going to say, I think that's what I picture too, Kirk. So well done. Exactly. And to be honest, unless you're a comedian, you shouldn't be able to use Bitcoin. But anyway, <laughs> back to back to what we were talking about. I think we kind of went off topic a bit there, but we did. Uh, I was, I was speaking more. We kind of jumped off the track there, but I was speaking more towards what it's going to be like in the initial onset of robots taking over jobs, because it kind of, to me seems like it is going to happen with the uh, sooner than later with the amount of technology that has been coming out. And so my question is, is like, what are you going to do when you the the person you're standing next to at the water cooler isn't a person? It's a robot. Throw water on him and you short circuit him and then you get a person, a human to replace him. That's what you do. <laughs> that that could be effective. Yes. Well, well, and what just what do you think about this theory too? I think to be honest, the first place, the first tangible place where I can see robots physically replacing people that we all see is at the grocery store. Every time I go to the grocery store, there are literally, you know, it's like there's 10 registers. One of them is opened, but all of the self-checkout is open. It's like you're getting pushed into using the robot instead of the person. They want you to ring up your own kumquat and punch in the number. They don't, you, you know what I mean? Don't you feel like that? Like you're getting, that's the first place where I can see it in everyday life. And yes, I mean, that's technically a robot, but uh, that's been around for years. And theoretically, it's just a faster way to get people through the checkout lines, especially if you don't have much stuff. Well, uh, if you got a handful of things, it's good. But yeah, if you you got a bunch, screw it. I'm I'm, I'm, the the bags always fall. You know what I mean? Like if you you got one thing, perfect. But if you got a bunch, I'm going to the, the person. But yeah. my, I, I think my question more is like, what's the relationship going to be with robots and humans? Specifically, like, let's say you work a warehouse job and 50% of the workforce is human, 50% of the workforce is robot. In, in a real world, I know that robots aren't going to take breaks like humans will, but, you know how are you going to interact with a robot that you're working with and 
I, we were talking, uh, me and Kirk, the other day, and I was thinking about that movie. Uh, I still don't know the name of it. John, maybe you do. It was with Joaquin Phoenix, where he fell in love with the computer. Uh, trying to think. Come yeah. on, John. How do you not know this? Mr. Kale <laughs> computer. Jesus so, Christ. The guy falls in love with the computer. It's the John story. The f- <laughs> <laughs> I am horrible with uh, actors and faces and all of that. Like I, uh, I'm. It, it was her. The name her. of the movie was her. All right. Well, you're horrible with your own face. Butt up. Boom. Okay. <laughs> anyway, sorry. That was, that was a softball. But so that's that's kind of my question is like, you know, will you work uh, with a robot next to you, like, you, will you become friends with the robot? Or do you think that people will just, like, despise the robots and figure out ways to sabotage them and make them less efficient? Here, I pose a better question for you. I guarantee you, you're already working with a robot. How are you dealing with it? Uh, do I know about this robot or not? Do you use GPS? I do not. Oh, well then, never mind. My okay then. <laughs> but my take that, John. My point being is, you see where I was going with this, right? You know, yes. people that are delivering packages already use GPS, which is technically a robot. Because if you go back far enough, like when I was a firefighter, someone's job in the truck was always map reading because you can't know every street in a city. You know, you can know a general layout, but you need the maps in order to do it. So you had, you know, a map reader that was in the the cab telling people where to go. And that fire aid, they don't use ways. Basically, do you think they've updated since it's how, how long has it been? 12 years since I was in any sort of EMS vehicle. You, kn- you would think you would think there's a screen telling them where to go. Oh, absolutely. There absolutely is now. That is 100% a thing that's happening. You know, they don't have this massive map book of the city anymore. They have a GPS. Right. And and same with I'm trying to think of other robots in the workforce. But I mean, you could technically say your computers are robots. Because, I mean, that's that's what they are. They yes. do anything. But I'm also talking about the more tangible. Like, yes, the computer is a robot. GPS, you could say, is a robot. But I'm talking about when you've got Spot the Dog working right next to you. How are you, you know, what's the interaction going to be? You like, know, well, I, bet, I bet the robots always guess the baby pool because they're... <laughs> smarter than us and everybody that's that's what will piss everybody off they're like they're always winning the baby pool screw these robots let's take them down robot well, doesn't even need money what the hell well and, and you can always get more bling come on jeff it, bezos doesn't need more money he's making it with your example of spot it's tangibly already in effect i mean if you look at a lot of the feeds with uh, spacex down in boca chica Spots become kind of like one of the uh, the personalities down there. You know, there's people that are looking specifically for that robot because it just wanders around doing whatever every day. 
I mean, they had another one. I think it was the New York Police Department that was trying to use one of those. And uh, that garnered the opposite attraction because people were absolutely mortified that L- or New York Police Department was using a robot. Well, they, they can't even let people wander around and do whatever. Like they're automating that, for Christ's sake. Well, and I think in that specific circumstance, they were using it more for surveillance, much like they already do with kind of those those robotic, not even drones. They were just RC cars that were really, really fancy. Well, so you're you're a criminal. You're looking around. You're seeing you check. You look over there and you see a guy who you're like, oh, that might be an undercover cop. And you look over there. He's like, there's a robot dog. That's <laughs> not alarming. Really? Well, and Yeah. It's that seems more I as if I'm committing a crime, if I see a robot dog, I'm like, I'm going over here. That could be robo doggers. You know, I don't know, but that seems sketchy. I yeah, <laughs> I, I think the major problem with this whole concept is. Chris is thinking the the robots like Elon Musk announced two weeks ago, the the ones that are like humanoid looking and will be walking around doing stuff and potentially answering questions. I think we already have a good potential representation of that with just movies. You know, I don't think it'll go full Will Smith's iRobot where they turn and go red and start trying to kill everyone, but it's going to be, the people that are going to hate the robots are going to hate the robots. The people that realize that they're there just to make jobs easier aren't going to care. And it's going to be more of just a integration. Because, hmm. I mean, look at look at uh, car lines now. I was trying to think of the word for that. They have robots that go through and put almost everything together and then there's just a human that's you know checking boxes or you know putting down a floor mat or something and that's it you know i was watching we've already outsourced so many manufacturing jobs like how many more jobs are like at a certain point how many jobs can you eliminate and not be able to replace them i think that's a, a fear of a lot of people where it's like yes you're these robots are taking jobs that are physically demanding that people don't may not like, but there are still jobs that some of them pay decent, and now you're just removing them, and it doesn't seem like they're being replaced with anything other than, you know, telemarketing call center bullshit jobs or driving people to food or food to people. Like that seems like the only jobs left. And, and those potentially won't even be around for that long if Domino's has any luck with their. Noid. Robot cars. Yeah. 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 Well, and, and that's. Uh, John, I told you, do not bring that up. <laughs> but, so, and, th- and this is a little bit of a darker take. I, I know Chris was trying to be all light and. Yeah. Uh, so, the other thing to consider when automation is look at the manufacturing in America as it is. They moved to China to for it to be cheaper. And now right. that China is catching up to where we were when we started moving, China's already looking to expand into Africa. And it's only going to be so long before Africa is, you know, up to the same scale as China. And 
Right. And and the customer service phone jobs have already been shipped to India, mainly, it seems. So it's well, like, and, there's, what, what jobs are left? Well, and those will potentially not even last that long as it is, because they'll just get moved to another place where it's cheaper to do the work instead not of paying. All the, not to mention all the robocalls. Yeah, it's that's the problem we have is that every company is going to ultimately look for the cheapest way to get something done. I, I shouldn't say every company, most companies. Right. No, because, and that's what kills me that when corporations go, we're a patriotic corporation. It's like, really? It seems like a patriot might stay in the country that you are based in and pay people a livable wage instead of finding the cheapest labor throughout the country. That seems patriotic to me, but what do I know? Yeah. I, I mean, even look at Tesla. Tesla built their battery factory in Utah, despite the fact that it would cost a whole lot more than if they had built it in China or wherever they were getting their lithium from. Henry, and, Ford, he, he, Henry Ford paid his employees. He, he realized if he paid them enough, they would buy the product that they made. So once again, like if you pay people, they can buy the stuff that you make. So it's good for your business. Yeah, exactly. I don't know. I, this is a topic that has so many facets because we're already heading off the, the original topic again. Well, and it's kind of funny because I'm thinking more along the lines of uh, thinking about that movie that I was talking about where the dude falls in love with a computer because, you know, the computer is programmed to answer his questions perfectly or whatever you know whatever the premise was i never actually saw it but you know when you have robots working right next to you are you going to like you said some people are going to hate them and not want to accept them but how many people are going to look at them as a coworker and be like hey bill the robot is uh he's he's good people it, I think they look at them as an appliance and like not for nothing, like you hate who's close to you. So you just hate, you know what I mean? Like if you're, it's a person who's next, you're going to hate your office mate. They're going to get on your nerves. Anybody you interact with is going to irritate you. So what's the difference from a robot? Well, but let's look at like you used to plant trees, right? Yes. So uh, Mike, the robot jumps out of the truck and digs the hole are you gonna hate that guy uh no i'm not gonna hate that guy because i was going to have to dig that hole if if he want but it's whoever has more enthusiasm knock yourself out you know what i mean like if you are fired up to dig a hole i'm not gonna stand in your way but that's but that's what i mean is you've got uh you know, people, I feel, I just kind of got the sense that people will learn to like the robots. Oh, and then, yeah. you know, doing Technology, the Technology, it makes it easier. Anything that makes people's lives easier, people, all of your art, like, oh, people are lazy, people don't want to work. If you make it easier, any appliance that is makes it faster, quicker, easier, blah, blah, blah. Yes, and like, like as soon as they figure out how to use it, they'll be down for it. I have no doubt. Well, and that's that's a good analogy to this is that technology throughout the especially the last like 30 years there's certain groups that just refuse to use it and 
I mean, how many people didn't want to switch to computers and rather stayed on, you know, keyboard or not keyboards, uh, typewriters? Right. They're a fad. It'll just go. It's like uh, pet rocks. The computers, it'll go away. Oops. Same with smartphones. I mean, how many people still had old, you know, dumb phones up until, you know, they practically just stopped making them? I know at least one person who still has a landline, so... Actually, I know two people. Oh. Are they over the age of 70? Uh, no comment. All right. I'm just, saying, uh, I'm just... I mean, that's, that's the thing is, even nowadays, like, I, I have seen it with elderly people that, you know, still had those flip phones from 2000, Nowadays, it's all smartphones, and it's honestly kind of comical sometimes watching them trying to use it. No, what's comical is that they're actually trying to go back to flip phones, but that's well, another yes. <laughs> but I'm 70 years old. Just give me a phone that has four buttons. I don't need to surf the web. I don't need to, you know what I mean? I'm not on TikTok. Just let me Call 911 when I keel over. That's what I need. Well, they have bracelets for that now. Yeah, so you don't even need that, Kirk. That's that's narrow-minded thinking. Some some people like to be on TikTok when they're older. I was going to say, this has nothing to the point, but they have airbags for old people. Yeah, we talked about that before on the podcast. Yeah. Do you think? I think the inventor of the airbag was really into Jiffy Pop. What do you guys think? <laughs> that's my theory. But, you know, it just, it seems like a fairly interesting topic. I know we've bounced all around it, but uh, I had the thought this week, I have a lot of uh, brain time while I'm doing my job, so I get to think about all this stupid <laughs> crap, and then I more, spew more it out. Time, you have more time than brain, let's be honest. Okay, <laughs> sorry. Well, everybody already knows that, Kirk, but uh, during my my time of thinking I get to think about these stupid things and then spew them out on a podcast, which people listen to. But, you know, I started thinking about the relationship between robot and worker. And I said, I wonder just out of curiosity, what it would be like if you had a robot sitting next to you at your job, would I hate it? Or would I try and become friends with that robot in a sense? Well, you'd friend it up and i think it's just going to lead to a lot of different weird porn um <laughs> in the workplace it's all going to be robot your robot stepsister <laughs> it's going to be creepy well way to take it that way <laughs> kirk uh but uh, right, you john know. take it a different way go <laughs> i uh... <laughs> <laughs> yeah <laughs> you killed it kirk Ow. Just a little. Just one of those things that I, I thought about, and I said, you know, it's it's a it's a compelling argument because theoretically they don't want robots to have any kind of personality. You know, robots are designed to do a job, and I mean, I don't know if you guys have seen this. Uh, at some stores here in Denver specifically, they've been using robots to clean... The floors. I, I was going to bring that up earlier. The the Walmart ones. 
Yeah, Walmart. That. Is, is it? They just kind of go up and down the the aisles, just and he's like, "Don't go down that aisle." They have signs put up or something. I haven't seen that. No. Well, no, they drive around like just normal. Like, well, you know, we've had it happen when we were shopping, and uh, honestly, the the damn thing almost ran us over, which was a little bit sketchy. Because well, the video I saw, you could also ask it get, ask it questions. You can talk to the cleaning man, robot. Yes. No, the, the, the one that we encountered was like a Zamboni, like small-scale Zamboni that was just driving around cleaning the floors. And I literally had to like, because it stopped when it saw people, because that's what it's designed to do. Hmm. But like it kept wanting to go forward, even though we were standing there. And it got to the point where it's like, dude, we better get out of this thing's way. Otherwise, it's just going to. It's just going to keep coming. And in oh. the robot's defense, too, it, it was it was smelling feces, so it thought somebody was <laughs> it let a dog in there. So there's like a, something a mess it had to clean up, but it was just it was just you. So I think you were partly to blame. That one hurt, Kurt. <laughs> <laughs> oh, good. It's nice you still feel good. Well, I was, <laughs> was going to point out they also uh, inventory. They're scanning inventory to see what needs to be replaced. Oh, they're they're pulling double duty. Yeah, oh. I, that was my impression of why they went into service to begin with. I'm assuming the cleaning aspect was just a, a if it does clean. I didn't think they did, but that could be something that was added. I'm picturing like an R two D two kind of thing. Was it sort of like that or not? Not at all. No, like uh, so this was happened to be at Sam's Club. Have you ever seen uh, th- like the the guys who would drive around on the cleaning carts? Like it looked like a, a a small zamboni, like a, a mini street sweeper with the brushes. Yeah, exactly. And that's a that's what it was. It was just a little street sweeper, and it was driving around. And every time it would see a cart or a person, it would stop and correct its course. But this particular one seemed like it didn't want to correct its course. Like it was like, get out of my way. Was it busy texting? That's irritating. Why? Well, come on, robot. What are you doing? Either that or it just didn't know where to go. It could have just been that it didn't know how to get around. But I felt like it was to the point where I was like, let's let it pass so that we don't have to be stressed out by this robot. Right. Let's let's just take the possibility of getting run over by a robot out of the equation. Smart move. Yeah. So uh, that's clearly an infant technology, one that we, you know, they're still trying to figure that one out. But... You know, could I walk by that mini street sweeper one day and be like, hey, what's up, Frank? How's it going today? Eh, I mean, probably. My opinion is there's going to be a divide. There's going to be the people that want it to have a personality and the people that don't. Well, because I don't want it to have a personality. That's, you know, I'm the guy who's like, eh, if it's a robot, make it do its job and... But and the people doing those jobs now, how often do you walk by them and not acknowledge them? So it just seems like it'll just be a no one's going to acknowledge the robots. They're just going to act like they're not there, just like the person, you know, with the weed whacker. You just, you know, you don't say hi to him. You're not going to say hi to a robot. Well, and to to further bring up the point, do you still have your Alexa, Chris? I do. And that has a personality. 
I know, and I hate it. Oh, okay. I was going to say, I mean, <laughs> I use mine quite frequently because I've I've kind of gone the the route of doing the uh, the lights in every room that are controlled, mostly because it makes it easier for me to. Well, it's mostly for the kids, but I also use a ton just for timers and stuff like that. Like the other, but how how does it develop a personality? Like I I tell it to play music and I do timers. I don't under, and I you know like word but of the day to stay in history. But like what I don't under, I don't get I, how it gets a personality. The, the fact I that learned, it has a voice. I learned this the other day too, Kirk. If you say thank you, it will say you're welcome. So well, see the the thing to differentiate is most machines are going to have at least this the level of personality equivalent to Alexa where you can ask it questions and it will respond. It is not going to have a personality where you know you can ask it abstract things and it'll give you its thoughts. Um it's not going to come up with a witty zinger. Yeah, it's it's going to be programmed to have the, uh, a basic personality akin to Alexa. Well, it's sad. It's just another way that people are getting replaced. Like they feel like they're getting some sort of bonding thing with Alexa. And then it's just like, oh, I then, oh, I, I can just hang with Alexa instead of interacting with people. That, that went dark. <laughs> well, that was that movie. The guy got, you know, he was in love with his computer, like a legitimate, like, soulmate kind of thing it was weird i never watched it but that's probably why so your t your reference is a movie you never watched that's interesting <laughs> that's a, that's an interesting strategy was, there was a lot of trailers and i got the gist <laughs> of the movie you got the <laughs> okay all right you, you saved eight bucks well done <laughs> probably well deserved no didn't need to see that one there's a lot of movies where it's like you would have to pay me uh, to to go watch that and, and waste two hours with that. Like to go, I don't know, to whatever the new comic book movie you'd have to, I think you'd have to give me $40. I was really happy when I saw Shrek in the theater. So Shrek was hilarious. Shrek yeah. was funny. A lot of jokes. Yeah. Not just for the kids. Nope. It, yeah. It, I think that it was nice when Pixar and that, like they started making those Toy Story movies where it was, Oh, enjoyable no. on several levels. Although it, Toy Story makes you cry, so screw Toy that. Story 3 was the most god-awful movie ever. And uh, have you seen it, Kirk? I don't think I saw the third. I know I saw the first two, but I, I think I missed the last one. Do not watch Toy Story 3 because as a grown man, you will cry your eyes out. <laughs> it's terrible. It was stupid, and I hate that movie. Okay. Was it just because it was so expensive? <laughs> no it's it... <laughs> dude so at the end these spoiler toys... no spoilers spoilers everybody kirk uh i don't know if i can paint this correctly but at the end you know how the toys are like alive and they you know do their thing they are going down a conveyor belt towards an incinerator and they all look at each other and they hold hands and they're like, well, it's been real guys. Oh, they went out as a unit as a, you know, as a platoon. Ah, uh, no, they, I don't, they ended up getting 
saved, but oh, okay. But just that yeah. moment that got that that hit you. Yeah. Oh God, it was it was heart wrenching. No, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> All right, this has been an episode of What Makes Chris Cry, <laughs> um, which surprisingly not his body odor. He's just gotten used to it, folks. I was cutting an <laughs> I was cutting an onion earlier, and you know I had some tears going. So. The onion started to cry. That's the problem. <laughs> That's what happened. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Chris stinks. Anyway. Well, <laughs> uh, it's nice that we didn't get any last week, so that you could pepper them this week. Yes, uh, you're overdue. Well, John, we've gone off track. We've talked about lots of different things. How about we go over to Kirk's Corner and see what he's got this week? So oh, everybody loves a corner. What do we got, John? I will say, because of the other stuff we're working on, I did not get to anything in this week. So we still just have the beer in the boxes. Oh, it's got to be stale by now. But. It, looks like we're mo- it looks like we're moving. There should be like an empty pizza box, because that's, that's always <laughs> the bribe. Come on, pizza. I'll give you pizza. Well, now that you guys know why the whole moving boxes are there, it makes more sense. Yes. We, uh... <laughs> All right, we are on board, John. Sorry, we we dropped the ball on that one. But is the UFO coming too? That's all I care about. That's a good question. The geese, they can fucking stay. I don't. So care do, you, about uh, do we have do we have a uh, uh, an estimated an ETA on the new uh, corner in space? Any idea? Uh, hopefully, since I'm off Monday, I may have a lot of stuff done. Ooh, that sounded kind of promising. So maybe come on. So hey. that's a nice thing to tease. Teaser the, the, alert. The Kirk's corner in space. It's got to be even funnier. <laughs> All right, Kirk, what you got? Um. Well, this week it's more. It's a, a sort of random wordplay. A little. It's it's a little random, and then I have like two lists that I thought were fun at the end. So just um, another step uh, into. Into my noggin. Are you guys ready to step into Kirk's noggin? Are you guys go for it? Feel... All right. So just here's just and let me know what you think. So okay, so here we go. The first one. The lazy river did not give a hydroelectric dam. Hey oh, <laughs> come on. That was was lazy. Couldn't even push the turbines. Bullshit. All right. Um next one. A, f- a flower power is a great name for a hippie bakery. And it's spelled O-U-R. Come on. In Denver, I can, if Boulder doesn't have this, they're stupid. Like some, but come on, the flat flower power? Come on. Million dollar idea. Am I right? Yes. All right. And in that same vein, deflowering a baker is wrong. Just wrong. <laughs> Never deflower a baker. It's a livelihood, <laughs> people. Okay. Um, after, April, after April showered, she received... More flowers. Okay. Just a little <laughs> hygiene tip for the ladies. If you're not after quarantine, you want to meet a fella, little little water and soap. Okay. Um, I don't know about you guys. I think the NBA peaked when mascots started dunking. Any, anybody, you guys, no? You don't care? Uh, Come on. They, I, they I jump on I've... the trampoline. You, you don't remember the mascot dunking? That was a huge thing. I don't think yeah. I've ever watched a NBA game in my life. Oh, geez. Okay. Well, okay. YouTube mascots dunking. It's a trampoline. It's a whole to do. They come yeah, from. They needed a trampoline. It's bullshit. 
Uh, well, yes, they're they're little gymnasts. They're not giant basketball players. You would need a trampoline too. All right, so you guys weren't. How about this one? Um, uh, if you're only having manic Mondays, you're doing pretty good. Okay. So, <laughs> okay. Um, this one. Okay, this one. If John doesn't laugh, I'll just. I don't know. Uh, my avatar got covered in feathers. I was avatared and feathered. Okay, come on. <laughs> Uh, all right okay idaho everybody in idaho wants to be run by a dictator okay they like spuds <laughs> okay. um all right here's 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 my list here okay so okay this one is the more honest names for the crisper drawer these are more honest names for the crisper drawer first one vegetable coffin okay um <laughs> next one let's throw that out um after that one we got to out of sight out of mouth I was a little, that was, <laughs> was heady. And the last one, uh, whatever the hell this is, it can't be good anymore. Too, <laughs> that was too long to fit on that drawer. Um, okay, and here's the last, here's my, my second list here. This is the wraps are up. This, these are failed MTV unplugged follow-ups. You know, remember MTV unplugged? Huge. Anytime Vaguely. something's big, they always, it, they would play acoustic. But yeah. whenever something got popular, you always got to have the spinoff. So these are, uh, these are the ones that didn't go. Um, electric chairs unplugged. <laughs> okay. uh, refrigerators unplugged. A lot of that was no uh, hair plugs unplugged. That was just painful. Uh, Glade plugins unplugged. That was just it defeated the whole purpose of the plugin. Uh, shower if drains. I was in the room. Well, yeah, the smell, and then there, there's. Uh, they're like, well, we have to plug this in. And then they would unplug it. And like, oh, my God, we smell Chris. We're leaving. And then we're going to go watch Shower Drains Unplugged. Nobody watched that. That wasn't a good yeah. one. And then uh, last one, Nursing Home Patients Unplugged. Oh. Okay. So that, oh, come on. So just a little random bits there. Any any of the list, uh, what sticks out? Any, any fan favorites or something you guys had an Dick extra Taylor. idea about? Dictator, Idaho. Yeah, come on, how fun! Like no governor, no mayor. We're run by a dictator because we love spuds. I can't believe they haven't. <laughs> as a goof, somebody needs to do that. Ah, <laughs> uh, I thought the lists were great, Kirk. I really did. No, oh, well, 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 thank you. So, yeah. there's another Kirk's corner. You know what? You never know what's going to happen next week. It could be it could be an old crappy job. It could be a list. It could be brain bits. You don't know, and I don't either. So I, I wrote it yet. <laughs> and I know for a fact you will not have a glass of water. So, <laughs> yeah, that's the look, Kirk's. Hey, even in space, you're not going to give me water. That seems extra mean. You know what I mean? Like, come on, it's. John is a heartless bastard. Anyway. Yes. <laughs> I like no defense and then complete agreement from a relative. That was great. That's how, <laughs> okay, that's well, how we yeah, roll. Corner, what, what are we going on to now? What, what's, what's the next thing? Well, um, I think we go off topic, I suppose. I mean, we're not quite as long today, but I think that's all right. Like I said, I wanted. I was trying to keep it a little lighthearted. We got yeah, on we economy went super dark, as yeah. always. Right. Yeah, I blame John. Anyway, <laughs> he started it, <laughs> and yet you finished it. But I, well, yeah, he got the ball rolling. But what? What do you got, Chris? 
Uh, we'll save mine for the end. And, uh, John, how about you go first? So, I sent the, the link to you guys, but it is some research being done on if, uh, mammals can breathe through their butt. I got about five solid minutes of laughing out of that article <laughs> that you sent over. It was pretty funny. Well, and for this my... definitely a, med- a medical article because it, it repeatedly said butt. It, it, it seems like there's a medical term for that, right? Uh, you know. Uh, rectum? Anus? Anus, yeah. Just butt, butt. That was the part. I read it, just, but just butt just kept popping out at me. But, yeah, so, so the whole yeah, principle. Tell what's it about. So the whole principle of it is is that most mammals absorb most of the nutrients that we need in our uh, colon, not colon per se, but large intestine, that area. And they're doing trials to see if by pumping oxygen or liquid oxygen, which I don't didn't understand that part because liquid oxygen is cold if it would transfer to the blood and be able to oxygenate the blood and i think they found that in rats it was working uh i read the article and then i told my wife about it and her response was those poor lab animals yeah no i agree because the whole procedure sounds horrifying to begin with because they go in and scrape the the tissue off the the large intestine before they start oxygenating, which it it doesn't sound painful or pleasant. And then I'm puff, assuming they got to puff up like a Macy's Day balloon or something. That was I mean, my just... thought too. It's like, well, that's that's all well and good, but you, uh, in my job, when there's a lot of air in the intestines, that's a bad thing. And I I can see where they were going with the research. The whole thing was trying to tie like, oh, there's a ventilator shortage. You know, what other ways could we potentially oxygenate people? I don't think that's going to be the first choice. Are you blowing smoke up my ass? No. Are you blowing <laughs> liquid oxygen up my ass? Yeah, maybe. maybe. <laughs> could be. I What's mean, to you? <laughs> uh, guys, uh, we we can. Here's we got two choices. We can either ride this out, or we can uh, we could we could put some oxygen up your ass. Inflate you like the Macy's Day balloons. Right. You, Doc, I gotta be honest. I'm just gonna take my chances. Look, you've been you've been blowing air out of your ass for years. Has it helped you? Let's try something different. Let's blow air up your ass. What? I I mean, I guess that makes sense, but. Yeah, you know, why, I, in the, why in the waiting room? Can we go and do it? <laughs> I mean, I, I understand the principle of the research, and I just don't think there's a medical necessity for it. I mean, I could be wrong. There's stuff that'll uh, definitely change. I like you say you could be wrong, as if everyone listening thinks this guy's infallible. Until <laughs> yeah, you say God, that, no. unless unless you let them know you could be wrong, they're like everything this study is genius. <laughs> That's a, you know what? That's a bit cocky, John. I gotta say, that's a bit cocky move. Let's hope not. <laughs> <laughs> but I do think it's funny anytime you see a medical story that comes along, and they're like, "Hey," because uh, they had people who like volunteered. They're trying to do clinical studies based off the article you sent over. That people are like volunteering to go in, like breathe in 
a mixture of gases that puts them in hypoxia so that they could have like an oxygen enema. And I'm like, yeah, I'm not one of those people. Don't know. Those trials, I would assume those trials usually pay decent money. Because, you know, uh, the risk of fucking dying is pretty high. I, I'm assuming it wouldn't come to that, but... Look, if we had universal basic income, nobody would have to have <laughs> air blown up your ass for science. That's all I'm saying. And, I mean, those poor mice. Just saying. Uh, yep, just... <laughs> Living life, then suffocating, then blown up like a balloon, and then pop. You got you got the mouse over here, who's uh, you know they're giving cocaine to, and then you got the other mouse, and he's like, "Wait, wait, can I go to that study?" Oh, you think they can volunteer? This is who <laughs> like raises their hand for oh, that one, that one, that one. No, not that one. <laughs> not that one. Not no, no, no. <laughs> Well, John, I was, I was, uh, I did get quite the kick out of your story that you sent over, and I appreciated it. Should be good for at least a couple of days of laughter every and time. I don't know. I, I don't know what that says about your algorithm that you found that story. But, uh, <laughs> it was a just a weird top post on Reddit. <laughs> sure, sure. Let's, <laughs> well, we'll disbelieve that. Because I mean, honestly, the the tag to the to the article was "Can you breathe with your butt?" And I mean. How could you not click on it? I can't. I can. I can beatbox. I can't <laughs> breathe. Hey, Kirk. I don't what's... even know what that means. <laughs> <laughs> what do you? What you got with your uh, off topic this week? My off topic. It was about the. Uh, it was in uh, in Texas. They there uh, a mobile home got abandoned in the middle of the road. Um, just sitting there, no tow vehicle, no nothing. And like sheriffs are asking if anybody knows in like, hey, who owns this house? You can come pick it up. But I just like just a couple of things. First of all, uh, if the house isn't claimed, it's going to end up in a shelter, which is just, you know, <laughs> it's in for the shelter for abandoned houses. It's I just think they're going to put a bunch of dogs in there. All the uh, abandoned dogs. Problem solved. Um, what else do I got here? Uh, to be honest, I think here's a house in the middle of the road. I blame the obesity crisis hear me out back in the day kids would get upset and they'd run away from home but now they're so overweight the house has to run away no no, no? <laughs> all right, I would th all right. home wreckers okay Ho home abandoners what okay um and okay this actually happened to you chris i'm guessing because your neighbor's houses couldn't stand the smell either and they ripped itself up from the foundation, settled down in a nicer place next to uh, the slaughterhouse made of farts. Ah, you're so. laying it on thick, Kirk. All right. <laughs> How about, uh, okay, so for the house on Zillow, it's listed for $400,000. Great location, no neighbors, small roadkill problem, but uh, it's doable. I think my, you know, claiming that on the insurance might be a little tough. It's going to be tough. Yeah, they're like, we're not going to cover you. Aw. Okay, well, that was it. Those were the jokes for that. <laughs> well, and uh, Kirk, I uh, my off topic this week, just because I could, and I wanted oh, to keep it a little bit. light and airy, this 
was my off topic because who can't look at this and is that a monkey is that a halloween costume that is well yes but that was just (laughs) my daughter deciding she found a monkey costume and she loves it so that is my daughter as a monkey (laughs) that's all right that's dip yes i like how she just found a monkey suit in your place like that was just laying around yeah, I don't even know where it came from. Somebody must <laughs> to us. <laughs> she uh, somehow she's you know what she 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 talked one of her friends out of it because she like and we've discussed before she's a she might be a flim flammer. I think you're you're raising a, a huckster. Well, yes, but an awfully cute monkey huckster. <laughs> oh, adorable! Yes, exactly. So I figured, what better way to end an episode than to look at that face in a monkey costume cuz why not bring a little well, cheer to the a little positivity look at take that internet something nice <laughs> <clears throat> yes and she does a whole ooh ooh ah ah dance too it's it's awesome nice does she does she scratch her head yet and like have a monkey face cuz that's the next move if you could choreograph that that would be awesome well I mean, I don't want her to be exactly like a monkey, but... No, you know. I'll help you. Okay, next time I come over, um, uh, some monkey lessons. I got this. <laughs> uh, you're not coming over. No. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, you know what? She'll kill me if I say that, because you bring crispy treats, so... Uh, right. I, I, bring, I bring her sugary snacks, so I am A-OK. Yes. And with that, I think we will end the podcast. And, uh, you know, hopefully uh, next week we'll have a little bit even cheerier topic. Then <laughs> I'm trying to keep we, it light. We got the darkness out. We got the darkness <laughs> out of our system. We Okay, we're going to take two. All right, next, next, next week for sure, folks. Oh, we forgot to mention that Jeff Bezos is still a dick. Yes. Just in case you forgot. To, just in case everybody forgot. Uh, John, I forgot to mention, I was going to bring it up on the podcast, that uh, Elon Musk tweeted out that uh, Jeff Bezos' only job, now that he's retired from Amazon, is to sue SpaceX over contracts. Yeah, that seems about right. What a whiny little bitch. I have billions. (laughs) I need more billions, so I'm going to pay lawyers millions instead of just being nice and giving to charity. What an asshole. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, but any any shot we can take at Jeff Bezos, we might as well. So right, just don't order Amazon every other time, folks. Just try <laughs> try to skip one as a oh. protest. John, I I forgot. Were you gonna do the uh, other thing for the? Yes. Uh, we have one more thing, people. Uh, well, I, I was going to – so after we wrap up this uh, episode of the podcast, this will be for people that have stuck around. We have a little clip that I was going to play that is kind of introducing a series that we're going to start on our, our YouTube channel and possibly Twitch – or not Twitch because we're on Twitch. Uh, Twitter, TikTok, Instagram – I'm hoping we can fit it in all those places, but it's going to be a hypothetical question, which we pose an answer to. Will it be right? Eh. It's it's going to be a lot of fun to do. 
That's true. You are infallible. We did discuss this. <laughs> yes, and as we as we discussed in the last episode or the previous one, I can't remember. Uh, we are making a lot of content at this moment. We have a lot of things on the burner. This happens to just be one of them, and uh, should be fun. But we we kind of got a little bit of a teaser preview going on, and uh, hopefully everybody will check it out. When are you playing that, John? I Just as soon you. as we wrap up. Okay, so that will <laughs> that will do it for us this week, uh, John and Kirk. Thanks for joining us. Uh, Kirk yeah. will be. We're gonna try and little programming note. We're either going to try and do a little earlier next week because Kirk has a concert that he's going to. So we're either gonna try and do a little earlier, or Kirk won't be here. Hopefully we can just do it earlier and it won't be a big deal. Uh, but that's where we're at. What can we say? Eh, it so. is what it is. This can yeah. be flexible. Yes, we can be flexible. Look, people, we're giving away for free. Get off our backs. We'll do it <laughs> when we do it. <laughs> um, Kirk, we're not judging you. Yeah. Open. I, I haven't do been it. to a concert since before the pandemic, so it'll be the first one back. So I'm looking forward to live music and, and people again should be good should be good so for chris kirk and john uh you guys got anything to wrap up with nope just stick around after we end and it'll play once and then i'll go to the ending sweet all right well i hope everybody has a good uh long labor day weekend and we will see you next week <laughs>